Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down the Twisted Tuesday has a big gun. We've got a lot of stuff to unpack here this evening. We've got a full house. Dan Favalli of the Bleacher Report will join us. Andrew McKinnis will kick it with us. Steve Merrill will throw it down with us. Wager talk in the house. A lot of stuff to break down this evening, including a live upset in the making as the New Orleans Pelicans are up 95-92 uh, right now on the Phoenix uh, Suns with under 10 minutes remaining in the basketball game. If you want to jump in on this game right now, you can get the Phoenix Suns minus one and a half points or minus 155 on the money line. And even though this game is close, there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. Uh, the Miami Heat take a commanding 2-0 series lead over the Atlanta Hawks. 115-105. They barely cover the number. And it uh, stays under the number just barely. And I don't like taking unders. I rarely bet unders. But it just felt a little bit high to me at uh, 221. And it ends up getting to, uh, to 220. Uh, meanwhile, Memphis. Memphis absolutely smashed uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, 124-96. The first quarter actually did go over the number, and then the game didn't get anywhere near there. All right, The total was like 240, 240 124-96 uh, final score. So we're tied at one in Minnesota and Memphis uh, right now. The Miami Heat are up two games to none. And the uh, the Pelicans are trying to avoid going down two games to none. And you got to give the Pelicans credit for battling with a Phoenix Suns team that everybody thought was just going to smash uh, the Pelicans. Pels are battling uh, right now. I've got Phoenix in Moneyline Parlay, so I'm not going to click again because I'm already locked and loaded on the Phoenix Suns, but I do think the Suns will come back and find a way of winning this game. They're probably not going to cover, and already they've just uh, skyrocketed to minus 310 on the money line. It's a fluid market. It's it's a fluid market. Uh, so we'll break down Wednesday night's uh, games. We'll get you caught up to date with all the point spreads. Uh, the overnight uh, numbers, there's been, it's, they're starting to move around a little bit uh, right now. We'll get into this. Brooklyn and Boston, they're first up tomorrow at 7 o'clock Eastern. The uh, Boston Celtics are now laying four points in this game. It was three and a half. It's up to four right now. Total 226. Philadelphia 76ers laying two points on the road. And absolutely positively have to win the basketball game if you are the Toronto Raptors. 
the Raptors are, listen, the Raptors are already in a lot of trouble, and the Raptors are plus 980 right now, for the record, if you think they're going to be able to come back and win this series. Plus 980. Raptors are plus 118 in this game, and this is the effort game. This is the one, right? If they don't, you know, this is it. NBA teams generally will get swept if they if they get down three nothing. You don't often see you don't often see the you know the comeback. The comeback never happens, but generally they'll just roll over. Oh yeah. The late night anger management class has begun. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Omarazzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, Sports Bat Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio Network, and of course, Sirius XM Channel 159. NBA playoffs continue. Memphis beat the Timberwolves by 28 points on Tuesday. The largest win in Grizzlies postseason history. But truth be told, they don't really have that many wins in postseason history. Jimmy Butler is the fifth player since 1978 to have 45 plus points and zero turnovers in an NBA playoff game. Joining elite company such as Dominique Wilkins, Paul Pierce, Kevin Durant, Jamal Murray, okay, Jamal Murray, and Jimmy Butler. Although every every night somebody's joining some company and breaking some sort of record, all that matters is did, did you win the game? And I guess did you cover the point spread? And you can say yes and yes as far as the Miami Heat are concerned. Uh, Miami getting it done against the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta will give uh, give them a fight uh, when they go back uh, to the South. Uh, here when I go into the ATL the Atlanta Hawks are not a very good road team uh, but they are a great home team they'll probably split in in the ATL and uh, Atlanta are in a lot of trouble uh, right now New Orleans given Phoenix all that they can handle man 96 95 with about eight minutes left in this uh, basketball game Phoenix Suns were like nine and a half points in this game we did not lay the points but we do have the Phoenix Suns in a money line parlay along with Memphis and Miami that paid plus 105 so we're looking to close uh, out the money line parlay Dan Favalli and the Bleacher Report will join us we'll break down the Brooklyn Nets to the Boston Celtics game two. Uh, Boston are laying four. Total 226. The Toronto Raptors are down two games to none, but they say a series doesn't start until a team loses on their home floor. The Raptors in a must-win situation on Wednesday night. They're getting two points on their home court. Total is 216.5. Scotty Barnes is uh, listed as uh, doubtful as of uh, right now. The Chicago Bulls get a 10 spot. They gave Milwaukee all that they can handle. A lot of trends are starting to develop in Major League uh, Baseball uh, right now, and one of the trends is the Colorado Rockies are putting money in people's pockets. They win, and they win again. Rockies are now 8-3. and three. Rockies now 8-3 and three to the under as well. New York Yankees and the Detroit Tigers. These guys put up five runs in like the first inning. The total was eight. It stayed under the number. We break it down and more. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah! This this is getting crazy right now in the desert. It's also getting real. As in the New Orleans Pelicans are up 102 to 98 right now with six minutes remaining. CJ McCollum just hit a a very big three point shot uh, for the Pelicans. Now 102 99, and there's been 20 lead changes in this game. 20 lead changes in this game, and uh, there wasn't one lead change in 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 game one. Just to, you know how how the 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 script has uh, flipped here, and oh, it's flipped all right. Oh, the Pelicans just turned the the, the ball over. I got to tell you that you know there's a lot of people right now, and I can't imagine the amount of money. That is riding on this game right now as far as parlays are concerned. And I tell you, how many people actually <laughs> how many people actually have the New Orleans Pelicans in these parlays? Uh, no, no, I would have to say that um, <laughs> I would have to say that the world is stressing the Phoenix Suns uh, right now. And I am part of the world. We are the world. I'm part of the world right now, stressing the Phoenix Suns. And the Pelicans just keep hitting big three-point shots every time. It's like, all right. it's Dude, they're up by six now. 105.99, five minutes remaining. As I stated, listen, this time of the year, people, we'll get into this with Steve Merrill a little bit later on as far as how people are betting the playoffs. But we live in an era right now where everybody loves parlays. I'm not the biggest parlay player, but I get caught up in it as well and say, oh, you know what, this team, well, let's just take these teams. And in hindsight, usually usually, you could have just like laid the points, right? So a good example is here. Well, you know, it was like, well, you know what, we all, everyone thought Miami was going to win, but you don't want to lay the points. Well, Miami ended up covering the points spread. Well, you know, Memphis are going to win the game, but are they going to cover the point spread? Yeah, they easily cover the point spread. And then this was the one where it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, and the Pelicans, they're not going to beat Phoenix. Pelicans aren't going to beat Phoenix. And they haven't beaten them yet. It's 105-101 with five minutes remaining. Surprisingly enough, this is actually, you know, you know, just my luck, too. I actually took the Pelicans in game one. I took the Pelicans in game one plus 10 points. They lose by 11. Tonight, I just have Phoenix and Moneyline parlays to close parlays out. And New Orleans just keep scoring. You know, what I mean? like every time it's like, all right, well, yeah, well, okay, Phoenix are only down by three. It's no big deal. All right, they're only down by two. They're only down by four. It's no big deal. 
but they don't get a stop after. So look, it's 107-103 with four and a half minutes left. We'll see if they actually get a stop. I don't know how many possessions in a row New Orleans have scored on, but it's quite a few. Here's another three ball, and it's a dagger, another one. They're throwing lasers. C.J. McCollum just hit another three. They're up by seven now. These aren't, like, these are daggers, like lasers he's throwing. There's, like, no, there's no arch to the ball. There's, like, it's basically, like, he's just, like, just throwing, like, a bullet fastball for a three, and it keeps going in. He's that dialed in, and Phoenix just responded. Well, we've got an exciting end to the basketball game, but... Uh, we can all sweat out Phoenix together, and oh my God, New Orleans just hit another three. Now Ingram hit a three. This display of shooting right now that is going on uh, by the New Orleans Pelicans, unbelievable. Like, like you know, Phoenix keeps scoring, right? Like Phoenix like just scored again, oh, but New Orleans just scored again. Phoenix's defense is just completely, completely melted down. Like a, a complete, complete breakdown uh, right now. Like they, they just can't get a stop. It's one bucket after another. And this thing has really started to open up late right now. It's a 115-10. Wow. 115-108. They're up to 223 points. And suddenly the Phoenix Suns are plus 480 right now. The Pelicans are minus 750. Well, this is one of these deals where misery loves company. For anybody that's tuning in, and I know there's thousands, and amongst the thousands and tens of thousands, there's tens of thousands that actually have this game. So it's one of these deals where, you know, your pain, your anger right now, you are literally like one of millions. You are one of millions. The betting market has never been as big as it is now. There's never been as many people that bet as they do now. There's never been as many parlays as uh, as are played now. And as I stated, how many, you know, the back end, I got to tell you, the sports books right now, they're about to cash in large. I'd like to see like the overall numbers, but like I'm talking like tens of millions of dollars. And, uh, yeah, more than tens of million. I'm not saying hundreds of millions. It's the NBA. It's not the Super Bowl here. Like, you know, like 10 million, 20 million in parlays that they're going to be able to keep right now that they won't have to pay out. Because how many people did this? How many people had? How many people had Miami? How many people had Miami? How many people had Memphis? And how many people had Phoenix in the same parlay at plus money? It's easy to say now, but I had my, there was like little things. I was like, you know what? I don't like this, just the back end of this. I didn't, you know, I talked about just playing the first two games and then getting involved with these this game after at the back end with the Dodgers or the Vancouver Canucks and started to mix it up, sort of the, the West Coast parlay and not to spoil an East Coast win from earlier in the evening. If the playoffs are volatile for everybody, they're volatile for players, they're volatile for betters, they're volatile for teams. <laughs> it's just, 
It is. You, you know what I mean? This is wild stuff, though. This is wild. Like, the Pelicans, really? You guys are about to win the game out? Not only just cover, but you're about to win this game outright? 115-108, three minutes and 17 seconds remaining. And I don't know what happened to Booker. Uh, Booker was lighting it up, but I don't know. When he left the game, I don't know what happened. Let me see if I can get an update uh, here. Twitter is incredibly annoying. Like, I punch in Devin Booker's name here right now, and all I get is a bunch of, like, Devin Booker baby and Devin Booker this and like, Devin Booker fit, Devin Booker fist, like Devin Booker baby. Yeah, yeah, so he fist bumped the baby. Will Barton did this years ago. <laughs> Will, 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 Will Barton did this years ago. So 115, 108, three minutes and 17 seconds uh, uh, rem remaining. So what's the deal with Booker right now? What is, uh, what's, the, what's the injury with Booker? I have the sound down here, and uh, nobody is helping me out very much. Our video feed crashed again, which is just basically a nightly thing, so I'm not uh, too surprised. And I guess he's got a hamstring issue. Well, it's a war of attrition, and we see this time and time again with different teams. Um, we see it on a nightly basis. Players are go down. This is the problem, and that's why I don't get too excited. That's why I don't get too excited with um, with like the first round and the first couple of games. Like basically, if you'll notice, everybody's everybody's going to win the championship. Miami can't be beat. Philadelphia can't be beat. Oh, how are you going to beat Golden State? Can't beat those guys. Right? Everybody, everybody's like going to win the championship now. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. My name's Bobby, and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. 
You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Uh, upset alert. It's about to happen. 121-113. I am Gable Bradsey. This is Portrage. N-O-P. NOP. There's got to be something better than that. <laughs> There's got to be something better than N-O-P uh, for them. But nevertheless, N-O-P, you're up 121-113 right now over Phoenix. And what would be, this is like the first real, real upset. Like, listen, Minnesota winning game one. You know, that was surprising. You know, that was surprising, but this is different. This, this would be a little bit different. People actually gave Minnesota a chance in that series. I did not. I did not. Well, listen, I didn't say they were going to get swept. I bet Memphis minus one and a half in that series, and I've still got a shot. But that's going to be a fun series. That's going to be pretty hostile when they go back to uh, to Minnesota, man. The Pelicans are enjoying this uh, right now. Their bench is uh, all fired up. <clears throat> Who's that guy? There's like a fat dude like sitting behind them. He seems to have all access with the team. Who is that? Oh, that's Zion Williamson. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, I knew. I knew. <laughs> Who's the chunky kid on the bench with you guys? Oh, that's Zion. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. This is Greg, Greg Oden in the building, too? Like, really, like, at this point, I got to be honest... I don't know, like, you haven't been around all year, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You haven't been around for, like, two years, in fact. So, I don't know, like, sitting on the, you know, you're suddenly behind the bench and stuff. But, no, Zion's a good kid. I got no, uh, I don't want, I want to pick on him too much. I, I got one, I got a free pot shot in. That was, that was a cheap shot. We got a cheap shot in. So, yeah, this game's over for real, man. It's 123-114. Phoenix have quit. It's over. Devin Booker sitting on the bench, hamstring problem, and it uh, looks like he basically looks like uh, he just kind of does. Like and we always wonder, always oh, people don't like him. Right? People don't like Devin Booker, but Devin Booker's one of these dudes. He's hard to like. He just is. So he's sitting on the bench. He kind of just looks like he's all pouting and stuff. Like just whatever, dude. It's one game. It is what it is. I lost, for me, when Devin Booker got into it with the mascot in Toronto, that's when I was like, you know, this guy really is, like, thin-skinned. You know, you can't shoot a free throw because a mascot's, like, in your sight line. It's a, you're in a, you're, you're playing an NBA game, bro. Because there was no fans in the building, so the mascot was distracting him somehow, but whatever. Who cares? Like, you know, like, I've never seen it. You think Larry Bird said, oh, the mascot's bothering me. Uh, game, set, match. 125-114. Holy. Holy sweet Maria. And, uh... The sound of echoes of F-bombs that you hear right now echoing throughout your neighborhood are fellow betters. <laughs> fellow betters. Like I said, how many millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars of parlays just got crushed by this I think sons and four dudes like beating people up already and the Pelicans 
accomplished their goal of splitting on the road, 1-1. Wow. Wow. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's one of those, like, wow, yeah, my gut told me, man, it was just too good to be true. The other two rolled. Something was going to (laughs) happen. But, hey, it is is what it is. It's funny. JV walked over like he thought he was about to be interviewed, and they, they, they sort of said, no, 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 Brandon Ingram. And they brought Brandon Ingram in. Sorry, JV. Brandon Ingram's. Uh, they're gonna say oh, yeah, this guy's English. He's not so good. JV, show JV some love. Uh, show uh, show JV some love. All right. Well, shot down in flames. Shot down in flames. It's like the uh, the 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 ACDC song. Shot down in flames. God, that's frustrating. I really thought we were going to have... We had a pretty good night tonight, too, so far. We've been killing baseball. We're a good night in baseball, and now suddenly, boom. Boom. We get the surprise upset special on the way out. So, as I was saying earlier, and I think we were going to a break, but whatever. Um... You know, I started off, I was actually like, I was sort of in, I was in a relatively good mood before the show started. And then our video stream crashed for like the 99th time in the last 10 days to start the show. So that sort of irritated me. And then, um, and then the fact that New Orleans uh, just won this game, like really started to irritate me all at once. Plus the Raptors are down two games. Everything's just irritating. All these nice, uh, all these nice hits, <laughs> all these great baseball picks earlier in the night are just a distant memory. But as I was saying, and look, down goes the Detroit Lion helmet. What the hell's going on tonight? That's never happened before either. Things are. Uh, <laughs> let me see this. <laughs> It's not, 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 it's not, not, it's, it's not a good sign on a lot of fronts. It's not a lot, it's not a good sign for me. I gotta say, it's not a good sign for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> it just, it was, I noticed earlier today, it was sort of spinning. I have a rotating Lions helmet for people tuning in on the radio, and it was sort of spinning. And I was like, man. It doesn't seem to be spinning naturally. I'm like, is it too high up on the ground? Like, I'm like, what's wrong with the lion's helmet? Like, I've noticed, I noticed earlier in the day, I was like, the lion's helmet doesn't seem to be doing well today. And I sort of gave it a little push to, you know, and, and then boom. Probably got to clean some sort of magnet or uh, or something like that. All right. So that's three for three here. Or <laughs> we're three things. In. I was just describing how. I'm like, I don't like how the video screen crash. I don't like how the Phoenix Suns just lost and then boom. At least it didn't fall on my head. That's, that's, that's a positive sign. So this is what I was saying. This goes back to my point for the 13th time, but it's, it's actually there's synergy here. You can't dictate the future, okay? You, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's what I was going to say earlier. We went into the break there before. Like, oh, look at Miami. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you hear people all the time. Right? Miami right now. Well, they, if Miami play like this, uh, you, they're, they're going to win the title. You can't beat them. Philadelphia. 
Oh, Philadelphia's finally come together. The process is finally here. Joel Embiid, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee, right? Like, everybody's a champion right now. Phoenix, give them the title the other night after they won the game, right? And remember, Phoenix didn't win last year, right? Everyone's just giving it to Phoenix already. Give it to Phoenix. Phoenix won the other day. Devin Booker's amazing. And, oh, they're awesome. And CP3's amazing. They're, they're, they're great. You can't beat them. And then last night, go, in the last couple of like, Golden State Warriors, yeah, I saw like today all over TV today. Yeah, well, the Golden State Warriors, well, they're just, it looks like they're going to go to the finals. It's like, hey, guys, there's only two teams allowed in the finals. Someone's got to tell the media this. There's uh, there's only two teams you're gonna make it, and uh, yes, <laughs> I did see the the video stream of the helmet go down. It's almost like I don't know, it's like watching the poor lions as a whole. What's up, Doug? I don't know, like <laughs> the lions. <laughs> It's kind of symbolic, isn't it? That the Lions just tumble like toof. As I said, I'm just, uh, I'm just glad it wasn't on my head. All right, the way things are going. All right, so that's, that's three weird things that have happened uh, so far here. We'll see if there's a fourth one coming. But injuries happen. Injuries, right? Injuries are going to happen. They are going to happen. This is why... This is why that if you're a team, you need to have a killer instinct and play as few games as possible. Look at the uh, look at the Los Angeles Clippers. Look at the Clippers. The Clippers were up. They had the Timberwolves on the ropes, right? But subconsciously, they knew, oh, well, we got another game on Friday. We're going to play at home. Yeah, and then Paul George got COVID after. Like, think about that. They just closed that out. Whatever, Paul George gets COVID. He misses a game or two. And, you know, the Clippers are playing, whatever. All right, like Phoenix right now. Is it, How serious is Devin Booker's hamstring? I don't believe it's that serious. Is it a game? I don't know. Is it two games? Put it this way. If it was that serious, he wouldn't be sitting on the bench. You'd have a Kardashian, like, consoling him right now and stuff. And, you know what I mean? Oh, it's going to be okay, baby. Like, uh, he wouldn't just be sitting on the bench if it was that bad. Precautionary, I would imagine. And I say this without knowing anything. <laughs> but I'm never wrong. So, I'm just stating, like, you never know, man. Like, tomorrow, whatever, man. Joel Embiid could go down. Joel Embiid's, like, you know, he's the biggest baby seven-footer I've ever seen in my life. Joel and B can go down tomorrow. That's it. Philadelphia are done. Right? Like it's and it's gonna happen. It's, it's it's a war of attrition. It happens every year. One by one, players just drop. And it's like, well, that sucks for them. But hey, the playoffs go on without you. Dan for Valley next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I am Rancy. The NBA playoffs roll on, and there's a lot of stuff to break down. Let's bring in Dan Favalli right now. Bleacher Report. Uh, you can find him over at Hardwood Knox as well. Dan, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Dan, man, we knew that it was going to be hostile with Kyrie Irving going back to Boston, but I guess I was naive, and I didn't think like it would be this bad, actually, to the point that they're actually chanting F Kyrie at Boston Red Sox games uh, earlier in the day today. That's pretty hardcore. Part of me thinks these people are losers and they need to get a life, and then the other part of me thinks, man, these guys are really hardcore sports fans in Boston, and they really hate this guy for real, <laughs> and they're dedicated that it carries over into Red Sox games uh, even. Uh, the crazy-ass stuff. Um, what's your take on this series? And uh, hey, it's a lot of fun, and it's going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah, the first game was certainly a blast, and you know, Kyrie going back to the fans, that was fun, and he talked about it being fun after the game. He got fined 50K for it, but uh, that's probably worth it to him. I think even Kevin Durant just said um, at Nets practice that you know these fans once loved him. They had life-altering experiences coming to games to watch him play, and then he's gone, and so it feels like a piece of them is gone, too, and that was, I thought, a perfect synopsis of sort of sports fandom in a nutshell when it's at its best, and so I think both Kyrie and the Boston fans appreciate like the value to one another, what it adds to the court and this series specifically. I'm very interested to see what adjustments, if any, Brooklyn is able to make just because Boston's defense is hellacious and Durant will shoot better, uh, but they made life difficult on him. Even if Durant shoots better, can you count on Kyrie Irving having basically a near perfect performance? And I think the bigger issue for Brooklyn is their defense overall and just their supporting cast is, is not going to change. And so they're going to have these constant hard lineup decisions to make specifically with regard to, to Bruce Brown. If he's basically a zero for you on offense like he was in game one, can you um, sacrifice his defense by putting him on the bench in favor of someone who might score a little bit more? I agree with you, Dan. I really don't know what more the Nets can do. They are who they are. Their roster restricted. It just is what it is. And for them to win, they need Kyrie and KD both to score 40, essentially. Like, if one of them goes off for 39 and the other guy 23, it's not good enough. I don't know. It was close to being good enough, but but not good enough. And something you said about, uh, about KD as well. Let's give credit to both Kyrie and KD. Both these guys are pretty deep dudes and pretty, like, interesting 
perspective and they dropped some really like wise comments in these in these uh in these uh, press conferences and pressers etc but with all that being stated i didn't think they could beat them four out of seven times coming into this series and i still i stand by this right now what do you what how what, what do you feel about ben simmons like you know to me it seems like kind of crazy to even try to bring him back at this uh, stage and i don't think they will some people believe that's happening what, what are you hearing about this uh, I honestly don't know. They keep making announcements that he's progressing, and in a vacuum, his defense would help you in this series. But we're talking about someone who hasn't played in an NBA setting in a year at this point, and it's not like he's returning to a team he's been on for a while. This is a new team for him, and so how do you integrate him into the offense? What does that do when he is used to operating on the ball and you have Kyrie and KD? So I don't think if they view it as they want to get him reps before next year, fine, but I don't think he can come in and be this material difference maker um, for Brooklyn in this series, just because even if he's at he's an ace defender, there's still just the questions of the offensive fit and the, the relative newness. So I'm with you. Um, this series does feel like it's going to be a little bit closer than I expected, but this doesn't seem like a situation where I can envision Brooklyn right now beating Boston four times in, in six tries. Uh, Bleacher Report's Dan for Valley uh, with us. I am Gable Morenci, Sarah 6 M Channel 159. I'm out here 1090 ESPN Radio. I got to admit, I didn't think Golden State were this legitimate threat to the Phoenix Suns and a legitimate threat to come out of the Western Conference. And I don't like overreacting after a couple of games of the opening round of the playoffs. But damn, it's hard to argue that they don't look amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's 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 super tough. And when you look at it, I think you're trying to project forward with you know with that series specifically. I don't necessarily know what the path to them winning it is um, right now. When you're looking at the Nuggets and, and everything that they've dealt with, but for, uh, Golden State specifically, excuse me, um, I did always view them as the biggest threat to the Suns. But when you've had the breakout that you've gotten from Jordan Poole at the playoff level, his finishing, his shooting, yep. um, just that explosion on offense. Uh, and we haven't even really seen Steph Curry at full tilt. Has a great game, too, but it was still coming off the bench. This team is scary, and it's a little bit deeper than advertised. And from what I've seen of the playoffs already, there are a lot of entertaining series. But if we don't get Suns Warriors in the conference finals, I feel like fans will have been robbed of what could have been just an, an epic chess match between these two teams. So let's get into Dallas and uh, and Utah a little bit because it's, you know, it's funny where perception of reality are two different things, uh, but the perception can become the reality. And, like, really, these games were in Dallas. So I get it, like, that that Luka was out, right? Uh, I, get, I get that, but these games were in Dallas. So if you're Utah, you are going back home right now. Right, and it's tied. Like you know what I mean? Like teams, you know that is the mission, right, Dan? All right, we got to split on the road. I get it that Luca didn't play in the two games, but at the same point in time, I'll get KD-ish and philosophical now in the sense that watching the Utah Jazz is almost like watching a couple that you know, and you know they're about to break up. You're like, yeah, things aren't going well, man. Like, this, you know, they, they might be smiling tonight, but this, you know, this they, they they might be done by the end of the month. It's like Seinfeld, they're you know, waiting out a couple type of thing. It doesn't just get that feeling that Utah is about to implode right now, but hey, the series is tied to one. 
Yeah, I think what the biggest concerns there are for them is, you know, people could point to some of Donovan Mitchell's decision-making in this series, but it's just their inability to adapt on on defense. You get to a point where Rudy Gobert is tasked with doing too much. It's protecting the basket, helping off of someone when they blow by Donovan Mitchell, but then having to recover to the corner or slightly above the break. Uh, that's something that really only Draymond Green in the NBA can do at this point, and maybe one or two other guys. And so it doesn't fall on Rudy Gobert necessarily, but you don't necessarily have an adjustment to make because of your lack of athleticism on um, the perimeter. So you can't really do anything other than try and funnel people towards Rudy Gobert. And you put Luka into this series when he's expected to play by no later than game four, he's going to figure out ways to carve you up more than a Jalen Brunson or a Spencer Dinwiddie will. And I think that's where the primary concern is just going to lie. And, and this team, it does feel stale at this point. And a lot of that's on you know the people in charge to not really do anything substantial at the trade deadline, um, to not even really do anything too substantial over this past offseason and just sort of let this core go back at it and face the same problems yet again for what feels like the, the upteenth time. This does feel like a team that barring a, a, a surprise Western Conference Finals appearance uh, or something, is headed for some pretty drastic change over the offseason and that includes, even if they are um, going to win this series, which as you already alluded to, they're, they're fully capable of doing. Yeah, I felt the same way, Dan, and I said the same thing coming in. I said, you know, even if they win this series and they get smoked in the second round, it's still it's the same it's the same ending for them. In the same way, there needs to be some sort of deep run. And let's be real, there's no deep run coming. They're just not good enough. They just don't have a good enough roster, uh, to be honest. And they have the same roster that does the same things over and over. Oddsmakers are buying in. They're six point favorites on on Thursday night. Uh, taking a look at tomorrow night's uh, game. So Boston are laying three and a half points against Brooklyn. Totals two. 26 Toronto Raptors uh, return home. Uh, man, it's been an ugly series for the Raptors. I mean, they got punched in the mouth in game one. Scotty Barnes gets, they've been getting punched in the mouth literally and figuratively. Like Philadelphia bullied them, smoked them. They're shooting lights out. Um, and for the most part, the Raptors like Harden and Embiid. Embiid had a better game too, but it's not like Embiid's going off for like 40 plus every night or anything like this. Everybody else are making shots. I give credit to Philadelphia and Doc Rivers. Everybody Everybody talked about Doc Rivers getting out coached and oh Nick Nurse gonna have these matchups and all this and the other stuff. But at the same point in time, Barnes is out, Young is hurt, Gary Trent's so sick he can barely stand up and tie his shoelaces. With all that being stated, I do expect the Raptors to bounce back on Wednesday at home. How do you see this playing out uh, on Wednesday night? Yeah, I mean, it certainly helps that, you know, Philly won't be able to um, go to Matisse Thibel in that game so that he doesn't give you much on offense. And Danny Green probably is um, going to do a lot more for Philly on offense there. But to not have Matisse Thibel for their defense, that's big for the Raptors. Um, I honestly don't know what to expect from them in, in game three, though. Uh, I know that they're not happy with the way that Joel Embiid is being officiated. But at some point, like, they're going to have to figure out how to just – play and that's going to be tough to do when Scotty Barnes as you already mentioned isn't playing you mentioned Gary Trent Jr. is barely able to stand up Fred Van Fleet looks hobbled he had a really I thought in you know yeah. operational game too but he's still dealing with that that knee injury and so I think it comes down to can you count on OGN and Obi to shoulder a much heavier offensive workload in addition to to Pascal Siakam and the fact that you you know you already pointed this out but James Harden kind of hasn't had a I know he has his postseason weirdness but he hasn't had a James Harden game yet he's really hurt the Raptors with 
with his passing in the pockets of space, he just opens up by, you know, when he's dribbling the ball. But if he goes off on scoring, I don't know if Toronto right now has the shooting or general healthy offensive firepower to contend. I'd take the Raptors to win this series at the start of it. It's tough to envision them doing it now, but if they're going to, you have to imagine that it, it happens in, in game three. You're at home. Um, to just get it back to, to two to one would be would be huge for them and maybe buy them a little bit of time to see the extent of, of some of the injuries on their roster of players that are both not playing, but also some of the players like Van Fleet that are playing. Oh, you're exactly right, Dad. And they're off till Saturday after. You know, these, they've been playing every two days um, through here. So they, they would be off Saturday after. But you're, you're bang on as far as Van Fleet. He's had that soft knee, and it's been a problem. And it's been a problem down the stretch uh, for them. But you know what it is? The Raptors at times, like really offensively, it's been okay. They can't stop Philadelphia. They just simply, they can't stop anything. Like everybody. Like pretty much everybody just gets what they want. And Maxi is like breaking out right now for you prop players out there. Um, you got to be playing, uh, you got to be betting on Maxi. All right, so before we get you out of here, Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. Nobody gave the Bulls a chance. Oh, they're going to get smoked. They're going to get smoked. You got to give them credit for, for hanging around in game one. But it's one of those deals that might be as close as they come, bro, moving forward. You know what I mean? It's like they hung out, or or do they do it again? What, what do you think of game two here? Yeah, I would be. I was pretty shocked at how game one uh, unfolded. I I did not see them being able to climb back after it just looked like they were going to be done early. And I think it's the series everybody kind of just wrote off as a whatever series coming in. Um, I don't know that. You know, th- there are aspects of the Bulls' performance that can clearly be better. Like if Vooch is going to take ten threes, can he make more than more than two of them? You're going to get better games at points um, from Demar Derozan, even Zach Levine. But like you, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to shoot better. They're going to defend better. You have to imagine that uh, Coach Budenholzer is going to be a little bit more open to playing his best guys, heavier minutes. Um, you know, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton climb over 38, but Giannis with only 33, I think, in that, that game one is, um, you know, that just needs to be higher. He's the best player in the league, and I know he was dealing with foul trouble at one point, but you have to trust your best uh, player at, at some stage to just be on the floor. And so this still feels like a series that might be pushed to like a game five just because you could envision the Bulls doing something back in Chicago. DeRozan's been great in the in the clutch, but when you just look at how these rosters stack up near the top, Chicago might even be a little bit deeper when you look at some of their, their role players, but just at the top of the roster, I don't think that Chicago has a consistent answer on defense for, for all of Milwaukee's best players. No, but you know when it's on, I totally agree with you, Dan, but when it's all said and done, the Bulls were a lot better than anybody thought they were going to be this year, right? I mean, even when, when everyone they signed all these players, people were like, oh, this would be the worst defensive team ever, and, and all this other stuff and injuries caught up to them a little bit the bulls definitely are going in the right direction uh, hey dan bleacher report always a pleasure my man thanks a lot and don't forget to uh, subscribe to uh, hardwood knox as well dan for that always a pleasure dan enjoy the games thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us you as well thank you so much for having me take care SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Uh, okay, we can uh, happily report that uh, the lion is um, is recovered. <laughs> The lion is uh, is doing well. As you can see, the lion is thriving once again. The Detroit Lions defend the dead, baby. Uh, they're there once again thriving. All right, so my mind is kind of blown away by a lot of these things, actually, here. Number one, I'm blown away that the Pelicans won this game. But not only did the Pelicans win this game, they ended up winning the game by double digits. 125-114, final score. So that blows me away. Number two, what blows me away is the fact that Devin Booker gets hurt in the third quarter, yet somehow still went over his player prop number. He scored like 30 points in the first half. That's like, what the hell? So he's got a hamstring injury. I don't know the severity of it. No one knows. You know what I mean? Whatever. He couldn't come back. I got to tell you, if it was that bad, if they were like, oh, my God, he's screwed for real, I don't think he would have been sitting on the bench after, uh, to be honest. And what's crazy is, and we all saw this, I tweeted it out earlier in the day, I brought it up on Game Time Decisions, but I didn't think it would come into play, actually. Scott Foster. Scott Foster versus Chris Paul. Scott Foster wins again. It really is incredible, isn't it? Like, I don't know why they do it to him. <laughs> I think it's because he's the head of the Players Association and Union or whatever. Association. Uh, whatever. Is it the Play NBA Players Association or the Players Union? Uh, whatever it is, he reps them. Like, why? Like, I, same thing like last night when I said, why? Like, why? Like, why would you put a referee that's from Philadelphia and do the game in Philadelphia like this against? You know what I mean? Like, when there's other games, put them in another, put them in another building. So, same thing. Like, why would the league know? So, basically, Scott Foster destroys Chris Paul in the playoffs. Chris Paul is now 0-14 all time in the NBA playoffs in games officiated by Scott Foster. It was 0-13 coming into tonight. Make it 14. Bring it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.